are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, January 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Happy Friday. We're closing in on the weekend, and two games are on the books for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. They get the second half of their series with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then on Sunday they'll be down in Sunrise, Florida to take on Joel Quenville and the Panthers. But first things first, on Thursday the Hawks made three minor transactions in order to free up uh, a little cap space for the future as both Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc were placed on long-term injured reserve while defenseman Brent Seabrook was placed on regular injured reserve as a result of his back injury. Joining Zach Smith, who also has a bad back, you can basically call uh, the Blackhawks injured reserve the old man list at this point. But no real surprises here. Obviously, it makes sense to have Taze and Doc on LTIR to free up some space for the active roster. As for Seabrook, essentially the same idea here. No need for, you know, $6.87 million to be on the books when he's not even playing. But what I am curious to see is how long Siebes winds up staying on injured reserve. I know that GM Stan Bowman recently said that the hope for Seabrook is for him to start uh, to start skating soon. But come on, there, there's no rush right now given the position the Blackhawks are in. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of a rebuild. Young pieces should be getting into the lineup. It, it makes more sense for Nicholas Bodan and Lucas Carlson to be serving as the seventh defenseman than Siebes at this point. But, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to try and play. Head coach Jeremy Calton talked about that in an interview not too long ago. He knows Seabrook wants to play, but at the same time, uh, he, he stated that he has to do what's best for the team. And what's best for the Blackhawks right now is definitely not having a 36-year-old defenseman in their lineup during the midst of a rebuild. That, you know, that doesn't help speed up this process by any means. And also, Steves is coming off now double hip surgery plus shoulder surgery in addition to tweaking his back. Oh my gosh. It's just not shaping up for another, you know, successful run here at the end of his career. And I'm starting to wonder if that thought of retirement is starting to creep up on him. You know, um, I don't know how it could not with all he's been dealing with. Plus, longtime teammate Corey Crawford just retired. It has to be on his mind. Um, but knowing the warrior that Seabrook is, he's probably training <laughs> as I speak to get back into the Blackhawks lineup. And again, Carlton and Bowman said that the hope is for Seabrook to be able to hit the ice soon. Um, so it doesn't sound like it's it's too serious of a back injury at the moment, even though 
the report stated that there's no specific timetable for Seabrook to return to the Blackhawks lineup in 2021. Another interesting situation with the Blackhawks right now is what's going on with Zach Smith because heading into the season, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times, he spoke with Smith's agent and he reported that Smith was back healthy from his back injury that cost him uh, the second half of 2020. But earlier this week, Smith was placed back on injured reserve still as a result of his back surgery and he never reported to Rockford after the Hawks placed him on waivers and sent him down to Rockford. So um, something's going on with Smith at the moment. Not sure what, but I will say one thing. <laughs> the Blackhawks, at least from uh, an outsider's perspective, it, it looks like some <laughs> it looks like some kind of sketchy things are going around in this organization right now. I mean, think about it. In the midst of a rebuild, veterans like Zach Smith and Brent Seabrook, who both have no place in the lineup at the moment, both go down with injuries that, not to say they aren't real because that would be horrible and, and so wrong for me, who am I to say that they're not actually dealing with something, but at at the same time, no one, you know, no one has seen or heard anything from Smith in a while, and as I just mentioned, his agent reported before training camp that Smith was back healthy, and we haven't heard of him tweaking anything at this point, and then um, with Seabrook, no, the report with Seabrook was that he tweaked his back during the first training camp session on Monday, but there was no report of Seabrook even being out on the ice with the Blackhawks. So it's just kind of a weird, it's just a weird time for the Blackhawks right now. There's this whole situation going on with Jonathan Taze as well. Um, you know, I don't know if the Blackhawks are trying to pull a fast one or what. And again, I am totally not saying that the that these injuries aren't real. It's just a very weird dynamic around the team right now. And I saw a tweet after Brent Seabrook was announced out indefinitely. Someone was like, oh, is he out indefinitely with a skin condition? Obviously poking fun at um, Marion Hossa and the situation he went through in his retirement that got his... his uh, salary off the Blackhawks payroll. So again, just a weird dynamic around the team right now. It just seems like everyone's dropping like flies. Um, but I'm sure we'll hear more about Seabrook and Smith here in the next couple of weeks as the 2021 regular season starts to get going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's the latest transactions from the Blackhawks on Thursday. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the potential lineup changes ahead of tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action by going to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The NFL playoffs are heading into the divisional round. College basketball is closing in on March Madness. NHL hockey has returned. And there's only one place that has you covered for all your betting needs and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. You can also visit the Locked On Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 2020 is mercifully over. Thankfully, 2021 is here, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, then be sure to listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, NFL, and NBA locks all winter long. Be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you may listen to your podcasts. All right, I just finished up talking about the Blackhawks and their extensive list of players on IR and long-term injured reserve. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to talk about some of the changes that could be made to the Blackhawks lineup tonight for the second game of the series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. First, it's no secret that Colin Delia is more than likely going to be in net tonight, and that has nothing to do with uh, Malcolm Subban's performance on Wednesday, which I guess I thought he played better than most people did. I get it was a poor start, but he really settled in and had a strong second half of that contest, made some really key saves uh, to keep the score, you know, relatively not not as ugly as it could have been. But even if Subban had allowed just one goal in the game and, and was playing really well, Delia still would be getting the start tonight for the Blackhawks because this goaltender battle is still so wide open. And with training camp being only one week long, that doesn't really tell you the full story. It's hard to get a grasp of who's the better goaltender when you're just having when you're just going through drills and having team scrimmages. Um, but this, the beginning of the regular season here is, is really where Jeremy Colleton can, can go back and forth with these guys until one of the two gets hot. And then once that happens, he can just ride the hot hand until, you know, they cool off or whatever. But until that, until Jeremy Colleton finds that guy, it's going to be a goaltender by committee here for the Blackhawks. Um, but I'm super excited to see Delia in that tonight. It's been a while since we've seen him in a Hawks sweater, and the last time he was really rushed into one because Corey Crawford went down with another concussion. We didn't have a lot of depth at goaltender. But this time, things are a lot different for Delia. There, there are actually expectations this time. I mean, uh, ever since he had those, you know, strong couple of performances back in 2018-19, people really, or Blackhawks fans, I should say, have really been hyping him up as Crawford's potential future replacement and the next number one goaltender for this franchise and tonight he, he's going to get the opportunity to show to show his stuff only only 16 career NHL starts and as I said it's been nearly two years since his last one but it, it's going to be exciting to see what he's got in store for the lightning and you know he's he's probably going to be tested early and often by this dominant lightning offense but that's I know it's not ideal but as the Hawks are trying to figure out who they're going to go with as their starting goaltender for the future, maybe, you know, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. It's kind of, kind of creates a sink or swim mentality for these guys in net. Uh, but that's just kind of the reality of the situation they're in. It's an open competition right now, and whoever performs better is going to be getting more of the opportunities as the season goes on. Um, and Colleton in the front office, they're looking for someone to take advantage of this opportunity and run with it. And hopefully Delia is able to do just that tonight. Nothing against Subban, but it would just be nice if the Blackhawks had both of their options in net playing well early on in the regular season. So expect Delia to be in net tonight. But besides that, I'm not sure if we'll see any changes to the Blackhawks lineup. One that comes to the top of my head, though, is maybe Brandon Peary subs out for 
Philip Kurashev or Brandon Hagel. But at the same time, I still think it would be jumping the gun a bit to pull Piri out of the lineup after just one game. I know that he, Suter, and Kubalik did not fare very well on Wednesday night. But again, neither did the whole Blackhawks squad. And it was only one game. So I personally would like to see that trio get another opportunity here tonight. So taking a stab at the full Blackhawks lineup, I still think Debrinket, Strom, and Kane will be together as the top line, even though they were pretty pitiful on Wednesday. They didn't really create any scoring chances. Then I think the second line will also stay the same, as I just mentioned, Kubalik, Suter, Piri. I think there's strong offensive potential with that line, but if Kurashev does get in for Piri, I think we could see him fill in as the right wing on this second line. Then, the third line of Matthias Janmark, Lucas Walmark, and Andrew Shaw, I thought they were alright. Shaw and Walmark both had a couple of quality scoring opportunities, but just couldn't find the back of the net. So I expect those three to be together once again. All three have good defensive mindsets, and they can all play center. I think that's a solid checking line for the Hawks. And that leaves the fourth line as Highmore, Camp, Carpenter. No change, um, no chance that... Uh, Jeremy Colleton breaks up that line tonight. There's not going to be a change there. Uh, they were without a doubt Colleton's best combination on Wednesday. So well, ho hopefully they won't be the best line tonight. And I only say that because if your fourth line is your best line, you're pro you're probably not, not looking all that good. Um, but on, on defense now, I think we'll we'll see the same six guys in the lineup. Keith and Murphy up top. I know they weren't very good, but again, one game and it's the Lightning. Uh, and then Dahan and Mitchell as the second pairing, and then Zadorov and Boquist as the third. I just don't think any changes need to be made, but they do need to tighten things up on defense as a whole. Just way too many, way too many defensive zone breakdowns and lapses in coverage on Wednesday. And against a top team like the Lightning, those things just, they can't happen. So I'm looking for this group to tighten up in their own zone tonight and uh, try not to make as many turnovers on the breakouts because the Blackhawks certainly need to be playing with the puck more to have a chance at a victory tonight down in Tampa Bay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my guess on the Blackhawks lineup tonight against the Lightning. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about my three keys to victory as well as all the gambling odds and lines for tonight's matchup. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy hockey leagues with your daily fantasy advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Okay, I just finished up taking a stab at the Blackhawks lineup for tonight. Now, before I wrap things up, I wanted to share my three keys to victory for the Hawks, and I also wanted to be sure to mention all the lines and odds for tonight, courtesy of the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner, betonline.ag. So, my first key to victory tonight for the Blackhawks against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Lightning, is to stay out of the penalty box. I know it's, it's easier said than done, and 
It's going to be tough when you only have a week's worth of preparation for the start of the season. Players are just kind of rusty, and everything's just real. It's a sloppy, sloppy play right now. But the Blackhawks took way too many penalties on Wednesday. Calvin DeHaan had a bad interference call in transition. Duncan Keith had two bad penalties, a bad delay a game, and a bad slash. And the Lightning cashed in for two power play goals. They just make it look so easy on the man advantage. So for the Blackhawks, stay out of the penalty box and keep that lethal Lightning power play off the ice. If if you are able, if the Blackhawks are able to do that and take, you know, just two or three penalties, I think they can cut down on the number of goals that Tampa Bay scores in this contest. My second key to victory is give your goaltender some help. Again, on Wednesday, there were just way too many defensive zone breakdowns and way too many lapses in coverage. I don't know if that's on Jeremy Colleton or if it's on the guys actually on the ice, but regardless, Lightning players were wide open in the offensive zone all night, and also guys were able to jump on loose pucks in front of the net way too easily. In order to win night, the Blackhawks, they have to clean up their act in their own zone, and they also need to start taking the body in front of their own goaltender. Get more physical and make guys not want to go to the front of the net. Make their life hard. If you have to cross-check them in the back to send a message, do it. I don't care because right now it's just way too easy. The first goal of the season, Andre Palat walks to the front of the net, goes, home, goes and stuffs home a rebound right in between Keith and Murphy, and they're just standing there hacking a stick away. That's not going to get the job done. Go take the body away and help your goaltender. My third and final key to victory tonight for the Hawks is to get things going in transition. They couldn't do anything with the puck on Wednesday. And the dump and chase mentality, sorry to put it like this, but it didn't work for shit. So tonight, get things going in transition. And it all starts with the defensive zone. Crisp, clean breakout passes and try to get the guys going in space. We're a team that struggles because... In our forward group, there's just not a lot of speed there. So our defensemen have a really crucial job of creating most of our offense through these breakout passes. So tonight, there needs to be an improvement in that area for the Blackhawks to score enough goals to win this game. Now, taking a look at the odds for tonight, courtesy of Bet Online. And by the way, I started the season one for two on my bets. On Wednesday, I said that the two best bets were the Lightning minus one and a half and the over at six and a half. The Lightning, they easily covered. That was free money, basically. But of course, the Blackhawks weren't able to score enough goals to hit the over. But looking at the lines tonight, at the time of this recording, the Lightning money line are minus 270. Once again, the heavy favorites, while the Blackhawks are plus 239. So if you're feeling ballsy, go throw a nice $10 on the Hawks, and if they somehow win... That's a solid profit, uh, you know, nearly 25 bucks. But of course, Blackhawks money line, that's a huge gamble, especially after watching Wednesday's contest. The odds, they look nice and they look tempting, but I still have a hard time seeing uh, the Blackhawks winning this contest against one of the best teams in the entire NHL. As for the puck lines, the Hawks are plus one and a half at minus 102, which is sort of tempting. Uh, while the Lightning are minus one and a half at minus 118. And remember, on Wednesday, they were like plus 118 at minus one and a half. As I said, just free money, basically. I couldn't believe those were the odds. Um, but this time around, Vegas learned from their mistake. Much tougher odds tonight. Still very tempting, though. Uh, and once again, the over-under is at six and a half, with the over being plus 102. So if the Blackhawks can score more than once tonight, I really like that number. That's probably 
my favorite bet of this game, the over on 6.5 at plus 102. And if I were to pick one of these other lines, once again, I probably would have to go with the Lightning at minus 105. I know the odds got pushed down a little bit, but this is the defending Stanley Cup champs we're talking about facing off against a, a team in the midst of a rebuild. And <laughs> as I said on Wednesday, what, you don't think the Lightning can win this game by two goals? Because I sure do. So... Uh, I think there's a pretty good chance the Lightning cover that margin once again. I know betting on empty, nun ah, empty netters is such a, a roll of the dice, but I think there's a strong chance that the Lightning come out and win by multiple goals, and you know the empty netter doesn't even wind up coming into effect. So just like Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, my two favorite bets of the night are Lightning minus 1.5 and, and the over on 6.5. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, January 15th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday. So for any questions regarding anything related to the show, you can always email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, go Hawks! A couple of big games down in Florida over the weekend. Let's go and get a couple W's. And thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.